Geelong and Essendon. How is the missus at home, mate? Because Geelong came out and they – and this is another tip I got wrong. I was like, oh, Essendon, too fast, too young. Um, there's so much space on the field. Geelong can't squeeze them. And I, can't, I could not have got this wrong. My tipping has been horrible. Uh, round one, I've, oh, I tipped the doggies to beat Melbourne, thinking they'd have a bit of a, a chip on their shoulder. Wrong. Uh, I got very lucky tipping Fremantle and the Suns, who both looked horrible in parts. Um, now, the big thing to take out of this was is Dangerfield. But first, how was the family at home? How was the missus take on this game? And how much were you smiling? You, mate, you got a losing household. She, um, she's not home at the moment and that. And I had messaged her and said, oh, you can come home. You want to come in and talk about the Bombers? She's like, yeah, it's only fucking round one, isn't it? Um, I, I was so, we, we have the ladder up in the fridge. God, I was so happy doing the ladder yesterday, even after Richmond lost. You know, I was still at the CS and then down the bottom of the ladder. That was just brilliant. It made my weekend. Um, I was actually down at the cricket club. We were hosting a, a, a grand final. So um, I came home for a little bit. She was meant to be going for the game, but she was feeling a bit crook. So she stayed home and watched it. And yeah, wow, we um, bloody Geelong cost me my friggin' multi, and then I had them one for thirty nine. Every other league that I had, um, I had I thought Geelong would dominate this game, but yeah, not by what was it sixty six points in the end. They just started on an absolute fire. Um, and the thing is, even with Cameron going down injured, still didn't stop them. It was just they were everywhere. You know, Hawkins. Though I think one of the coaching moves to put Stewart on Hawkins just did not work at all. Hawkins had a field day there. Danger did say, and a few people got on him and saying, I'm going to play more midfield. Um, the problem is now Cameron, if he's missing, Danger is the one that always goes forward to, uh, you know, or spends a bit more time there. Uh, maybe not as much why Duncan's out, but yeah, that's, um, but God, yeah, he looked good. The 150. He looks so Dan- good. He- and, we, and we talked about this too, like mentioning about Dangerfield, how he finished last year. Uh, and, and this is, you know, we, we know the Cats, this is their last chance. This is the, uh, um, you know, roll the dice. We need to try to win the flag. Dangerfield never won one. He wants that flag. Jez has moved there to win that flag. Uh, so they're, they're going to go all out. Now I think at some point they're going to peter out or they might even make the the finals and miss out on the prelims or whatever. But, yeah, some of these John players are definitely worth getting on because it's they yep. think it's – And they're move. adapting. They're adapting. They've got fresh coaches in. They're trying to play to their strengths. Whereas before it was like, you know, chip mark and try and keep the, you know, keepings off to keep ourselves, you know, fit and bruise free or whatever. But um, they're trying to embrace their strengths and looking at their talents and like, well, we've got a real tough in and under Geelong, you know, like with um, Dangerfield, you know, we've got Hawkins, we've got um, Cameron and, and just trying to look at their strengths and going, right, this is what we need to play towards, which makes sense. Uh, Dangerfield, I think, killed it. I got him in draft league like cheap as well, like not super cheap, but you know, when I had, I think I went and got, you know, steel, which obviously hurt, came back, got, uh, I think Lloyd was free, but as I got in the third round, still came back and got a danger field, still got a Crips, um, so much value and playing pure midfield. I think he's definitely a good option. If you have him already in standard, I think you are laughing based on the price point, 567 K. Again, someone who I think is good value. And if you got on him, sure. If you haven't got on him, there's no direct rush. Again, that 155 has already gone through his score. And it's, again, you don't downgrade to a premium to another premium or someone that could average similar to someone you've already got. So for me, Dangerfield will probably be around that. If he goes goes well, around that sort of top 10 mark, uh, he'll hurt you some weeks and he won't others. 
So you just kind of pick someone else up that'll probably do very similar or that you already have in your team, um, or you pick someone up at a cheaper price point. So if he stinks it up later on and he comes really cheap, then I might consider him or at the time that I need an upgrade, someone of similar ability with similar potential. So um, Stuart was the one for me. I thought was very, I don't want to say lucky, um, did well enough, did Stuart things, but the way that the game is sort of shifting and being played, um, I still like Stuart, but I wasn't extremely, I guess, mind you, actually it was hard when the ball was never down in fucking Essendon's half, isn't it, Swiss? Well, well it, it works both ways, but they had no proper forward. So he could zone off and intercept every day of the week when it was in the in the first half. Um, and, and that's what Stuart does. So against better teams, um, and now sort of that, that structure's changed for them down defence. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we had the same chat about Sicily. There's going to be weeks where Stuart's going to do Stuart things, but I, I just think sometimes he's going to have to play more accountability this year against the bigger teams and the, the higher teams. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, you're going to have Stuart and Sicily have their 110, 120 games. But I think other weeks we're going to actually see maybe the old 80 because they're going to have to play man, man on man because you can't have – well, Sam DeConning obviously now. But yes, I'm, I'm interested to see how he goes against Sydney this week because you're going to have – you know, Buddy will probably get taken up by someone, but then you, you McDonald's or some of your other impact players. So, you know, Parker, when he went forward, was dominating Heaney as well. He's going to have to be accountable. And I honestly think DeConning is more important to this side than people knew – Chris obviously doubted whether Dukoni even played when they had Henry and Stewart and uh, Kolejasny and um, Blykarvs, et cetera, Blixarvs, and he did. He was named with it. Stewart, um, so Scott liked him. Issue is he got knocked out, so he missed a week. So I'm not getting rid of him out of my side. He was on 30 at half time, and the ball was barely back there, and I thought he was impressive enough. If you get a team that kind of wastes it forward a little bit, he. the reason I like him, number one, he traded all preseason on Hawkins and Cameron. Right, so yes, he's a key kind of guy, but he's tall enough, he backs his intercept, and when the ball hits the ground or the ball's in open contest, he's actually quicker and deceptive. He actually then goes and splits off his man and actually tries to get on the outside and actually breaks off. So I think he has some potential. If you have him, I definitely wouldn't be getting rid of him just yet, even though he's out for a week more because of concussion symptoms. But he was on track for a 60, Swiss. Yeah, no, he was definitely playing his role, and he'll take the old intercept. Um, on Stewart, I actually think you might have to take Heaney this week on that, which will be really interesting. It'll be a great matchup. If that if that happens, that's that's the sort of matchup you want to go to watch the footy. Two really good players play. Um, but, yeah, no, and DeConning, I think he does come back in because they need him for that structure. Releases Stewart. Let's Stewart do his thing. Um, yeah, I, like we, we talk about how good of a team they are and what they're trying to do. But there's still a couple other younger players. You know, obviously Evans had to come on on the weekend. Zach Guthrie's starting to get better, but you know he's he's still kind of youngish and that uh, it, not not as experienced compared to some others. Max Holmes close, so they still got some guys who don't have that many games in them. Where these other guys that they're relied on to play their role and have to do um, different things each week. So I think Stewart. Yeah, it's a bit different for him these days. He's going to have to play that odd game. And, um, yeah, it will be interesting going forward. The The other one interesting for Geelong was uh, Stengel coming in. Stengel, I've just got him here. 247K uh, came out with a really good score. I think he got 120. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously a bit of a whitewash this game, but he definitely got on the end of it. Been very impressive. 
Um, basically, I think when he came to the club, they said, right, well, this is the role that, you know, you need to kind of work towards. And he's been super impressive. I don't know if Eddie Betts has had any go in it. I think Eddie Betts has been given a bit of credit to whether credit is due for Eddie Betts. But I think Stengel needs to put his hand up. Um, definitely one that I'm kind of looking at as well, just to sort of watch, because he's around that similar price point to quite a few others like Brody, et cetera. Now, Sydney this week, it'll be interesting, a bit of a harder matchup, see how he goes, see how it kind of works in with Duncan back as well. Obviously, different roles, but just kind of see how everything flows uh, up against a tougher opponent this week. And if he does well, then you look, you've got Collingwood, Brisbane, Hawks, North, Fremantle coming up after that. So there's definitely some opportunities for a fit and firing Geelong to do some damage. Swiss. It is, but, uh, you know, they, they were meant, uh, mixing uh, Gary Rowan this week too. It's sort of how Geelong make up that forward line because, you know, they, they really like Radicalia. There's a lot of still question marks about him. He's got a lot of talent. Um, if Cameron doesn't get up or how long Cameron's out for, how they, they shape it, shape that forward line. Does Danger play a bit more there? So I think Stengel is going to be one of those up and down guys where naturally the small forwards are. He's going to have days where he's going to kick bags and there's other days where he's not going to get near it. So it's not something I prefer in super coach. I like the guys who are going to no, be a bit more consistent. I, I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name that they're missing as well. The dreadlocks. Um, he wasn't playing, was he? You mean Delhouse? No, playing. no, no. Oh, he's he's, oh, the, oh, he's the flog Grime, that used to have. Grime, yeah, Myers. Grime Myers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. probably same he's same a really sort of good role. Talented footballer. So that's the that's the problem just there, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I was looking team. at. And, that, and yeah, that's why that, that's... Close played, and Close took his um opportunities there. Like that, they were talking about that on the radio of like these guys have got to come in and make the most when they when they do come in. And Close kicked two goals and and definitely played his role. So if he was to do well, again, this week, and Stingle has a quiet game. It could be just, well, Stingle out you go again, or and that, like Geelong, as we said, they've got one thing on their mind. And if the if players play poor performances, they've got depth to cover them. So, um, especially up in that forward line. So that's that's no, me I for agree. the catch, mate. It's 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 over to the uh the the current wooden spoon placer. Oh well, yeah, no, well, not only that, apparently, um. Good old Max, um, player for Geelong, just told those boys, SNM boys, they should have just stayed homes. Um, but yes, we move on and digress the other team. Um, now, here's the issue. Now, I don't know who wasn't working hard enough both ways, whether it was St Kilda or Essendon, but pretty much once their midfield lost possession of the ball, they got absolutely spanked going the other way. Um, just slack, lazy, two-way running. And um, I should know about it because I'm both slack and lazy. So um, Nick Martin. Now, it has to be spoken about um, NIC, can't even afford the K, the um, 102,000. Now, here's the thing. I, this is uh, it was, a, it was a, a short-time burn. Pretty much I came out saying um, people talking about taking Hayes or whether you should take Hayes, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, if you rate – because at this time, I thought Tipper was nearing return. And I was like, okay, well, this is – here's a – Martin's a, a death uh, – a, a, sorry, a depth player, might get some roles, but, you know, was told – looked like he was playing Tipper's role – the other guy, Baldwin, I was like, well, I don't think he plays next week when Stringer's back and helped to the, for the fact that he had a shitter. So I was like, okay, well, these are two guys who, in my opinion, job security wasn't that great. So I was like, hey, if Hayes gets a 118 or 127 or whatever, if you wanted to take it, then you can get rid of one of those guys that probably don't have the best job security. Get a Holman or someone or other, a Hollands, sorry, from um, the Suns, who I think will probably play more games than both of them combined, right? So I was very outlandish in my statement. Didn't work out well when obviously Nick Martin um, came out and killed it. Uh, awesome game. 
completely changed my opinion within a three hour period. Um, and it came out at halftime as well saying tip is still a month away. So that sold me. If I had have known before the game going into the into this series, into the season, into this week where you're picking teams and they said, Hey, yeah, tip is still a month away. Cause you don't know. And darling with Dixon was like, okay, well maybe I'll get Dixon because darling has just come back to the club as well. Probably going to take a little while to get back in literally gets said that he's going to play play against North Melbourne this week. So I'm like a guy who I thought might've been a few weeks away now playing this weekend. Tipper, who I thought was going to be back imminently is now a month away. So I'm like, cool. Well, that would have been a much easier decision if I had known this yesterday. Um, <laughs> is that a Billy Madison? <laughs> um, so, no, got, you know what I mean? It's one I, of those I things. Got, I got kissed on the dick with this one, mate, because I was still debating about um, Torn Francis and Cherry first Ward and Rochelle. So I was like, well, I need the extra 20K sitting there just in case. So I was like, oh, well, out you go, Baldwin. In you come, Hayes, and uh, we'll just chuck the emergency on you. Nearly thought about bringing in the loophole player for him, but I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't I don't really want a donut sitting there. But, yeah, what, what a first game. You know, rightly so, the Rising Star mentioned 27 touches, 10 marks, five goals on debut. And we are talking about how good Dacos's debut, and then this guy just I know. completely outdid it. Do you still think he gets it, though, in a losing team? Well, I guess Adelaide lost as well, because Rochelle, five goals as well. Makes no look clean, high impact. Mate. Um, 27 yeah, touch the 27 touches nearly that's crazy up there. and then he just kicked five goals the, the, if he wasn't out there they would have got spanked by 20 goals that's how shit yeah. the rest of them were mate and that, i and agree like, getting I know that Lane many touches important for their structure but essendon's biggest whipping boy is buddy tommy cutler and he's been their second best player on the field this week <laughs> that he, they they were that freaking disgusting that. And, well let's talk I, about his security though so Martin security definitely gets improved because Langford's gone. Uh, that means like even like Devin Smith might even go play on the wing and do something useful for once. Um, but it could change the dynamic a little bit, you know, when you have shield or someone else might end up getting pushed up the ground or playing forward flank and it kind of opens it up for him a little bit. So I think that does help his security. And again, it goes back to the premise where these teams that are trying to make the eight, you know, they need these mature players to kind of come in and fire instead of trying to wait for a young rookie to kind of try and find their feet. So uh, I think he plays. I think Hayes as well has the same value for Saints based on that reason. Um, the fact that those two teams really do need success or they're going to be the whipping boys um, for the coaches comp. So um, definitely get him in. Don't get him in this week. Um, I don't mind it though if you have um, – so Jared Berry, if Jared Berry is injured and you have um, a Rochelle – or Rochelle, or however you say it, uh, in your team, Rochelle, then you could, I would be quite happy for you to actually trade out Barry Rochelle into the into the midfield and then get a Martin because I think his job security is probably the best out of those one or two Ks. Hayes, I'm still worried about Ryder, where he fits in, so we can watch that one. Um, and Durden as well, obviously, didn't, you know, scored less than that. So for me, if, if Barry's injured and you do want to take that cash, Martin is your guy. Swizz, do you agree? Yep, yep, no problems with that at all. Yeah, uh, the the, best. the the three the three other bombers I want to mention, Merritt, Parishy, obviously the two big boys, and then Caldwell, who was at that Berry price range, and I kind of was flipping with him, and I know a few quite a few people actually went Caldwell over Berry, um, like yeah, he did did exactly what he needed to do. The the twenty three touches, the eight marks showed he you know got a bit more of that flank and, and that lead lead up, uh, kicked two important goals, so he's not playing that pure midfielder. Um, and that's what we were expecting. We thought he would play midfield and, and then swap up because they've got that shield. Um, and, and then, you know, you're trying to fit in McGrath and Parrish and Merritt 
they've got so many running through there. So but those two goals and to hit a 91. So, I mean, if they win games, then maybe he scores more. But for me, if he didn't kick those two goals as well, like it's, it's kind of, it screams at me 80 to mid eighties, which is less, decent, mate. decent enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I like an 80. More, I think it's more probably in the seventies there. Um, and I think he's I'd say 80. Be... I don't mind it. Yeah. Some 90 yeah. games and a few unders, yeah. but I think uh, he, he's going to stagnate. It's not bad because I think he needs 82, 81 average to make that 150 K. So it's still a decent pick. Like I'm, I'm all about the core goal pick, but it's not, I don't think it's going to be nineties and the hundreds. I think that's where that's slightly back on, um, on what, on what that is. So, you know, yeah. that, so that, that, for me, for me, what I'd be looking at is that if it was this week and say Barry is injured, because we don't know, right? I'd be looking at Martin just in case there's another rookie that I've missed. Because at the moment, you know, when you look at if the players that you might have missed, and I don't think Martin was that heavily owned, I'd be going, okay, well, Barry down to him and keep that cash for a week. And then that way, get another week starter and then look at where you can assault with that cash. Uh, and if it's bringing in Caldwell after another good round, you're like, wonderful. I've looked at him for a bit more and bang, you're in. Uh, but Caldwell is, again, injury prone, so I'd be adverse to bringing him in a week early if I could help it because you all know Langford's just done an injury. So God knows what the fitness trainers are doing at Essendon. Obviously, it's not running both ways. Swiss. Oh, exactly, mate. And, Whipping know, boys. Was, like the, and talking talking to some Bomber supporters, Merritt 39 and Parrish 34. So imagine your best two midfielders having 73 touches between them and having no effect on the game. It's, Zero uh, impact. At least with Parrish, you know, yeah, hopefully he has a few games like this and that. And, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys I would like to pick up later if he uh, was to drop some price and get to a nice juicy under 550 price because uh, obviously we know what he can do in his role and stuff. But, yeah, that they have been very interesting because they're playing your boys this week back at their home ground at Marble. And it's either obviously one or two ways. They're going to come out and flog you guys because they're going to have the biggest rocket up their ass going and they're going to show some real spirit on that. Or they are actually generally shit and you guys are just going to make them look second rate. I think they'll come out trying, but Brisbane oh, didn't they, play they well by any. Try, trying is not the problem, but yeah. how are they generally like, yeah, you can come out trying and still be shit. Or yeah, you know, is it the fact that they're actually decent and, and that they just need the rocket up their ass and that. Now, I generally think they're just shit. So uh, <laughs> I think, and I'm going to that game, so this should be fun. Any Bombers supporters, you'll probably see me. I'm probably the one bloke in the crowd either with a Richmond top on or not wearing Essendon colours. So, yeah, go Lions this week. This I'll be there cheering the, the Fitzroy boys on. Oh, nice work. Um, yeah, I think it could go either way as well. And Brisbane didn't play well by any stretch of the imagination, but if it comes out and it's a close game, I think Brisbane will probably wear them down. Um, the things that need to be noted as well, Ridley and Heppel, both guys were around that hundred price point, both stunk it up. Ridley got a 68 completely unders. A lot of defenders got completely unders and Heppel as well. So uh, it doesn't help the fact that they got flogged. So I think a lot of their midfielders or outside players just didn't get it. So Heppel, I think was playing more wing. I didn't see this game as much. Um, and Ridley as well, I think, is a concerning one, especially seeing that the ball was down there a lot, Swizz. Yeah. And this is what we were saying about, you know, obviously Ridley wasn't uh, – they had Stowell and Hawkins, they had Stewart there matched off, and they got helped out by Cameron going off. But there's still – they had other guys 
um, because of Radicalia and, and how Stingle was playing and that, they couldn't just zone off and do what the Bombers wanted to do. And the pressure that Geelong's midfield obviously had them up under um, high up the ground with their midfielders. Um, and, you know, you just don't get that room when you've got all, all that much pressure on you. So there'll be games where, yeah, they'll get back in. But I think it could be a little bit of that trend too. We've always re- said, oh, it's the intercept markers. They're the guys that you want to get the zone off. And this could be the year it's more back to the halfback flanker. Um, just be also with that yeah. stand rule that we talked about and the yeah, teams that aren't more running and, 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 the, and the running pass and the speeding up the game. Uh, so yeah, you're going to get the get the teams that play that more slower brand where they can just zone off. Yes, but I think other teams um, just yeah, the, we always see this as trends in the game, and it happens like Hawthorne had their their period, then Richmond came in with their trend with the small forwards and that, and now we move into a new game style with like the held Melbourne play, and yeah, and Carlton I think are playing very similar to that. You know, it's, it's coming off those halfback flanks. It's it's using your good midfield, big body midfielders and. Yeah, some of these intercept markers may we might not actually see the best of them this year. Yep, and I think for me it's been coming down to controlling what you can control. So the big focus on centre bounce as well, really trying to get the dynamic right at every single centre bounce attendance to have different types, so that way you can attack, defend, be dynamic, have good ball users. So you might be able to have a bit of zip and a zag, or get it to the outside to a good user because we know that the, it's really critical that you make the most of those opportunities. So I'll be definitely interested to watch another week's data there. Um, and again, I guess Geelong have such a tall forward line that he was always going to be playing some kind of accountable role because you can't just zip off. It's kind of the same thing with McGovern. When Richmond went too tall, it, it's hard to be able to float off when you've got a guy that's two metres or 1.9 something metres that is just hanging behind you because you're worried that they're just going to sit up on your head and you can't just sort of zone off and, and get a cheap one. So um, next one for me, I think that pretty much actually wraps up. Yeah, that's them, it. That's oh, McGrath as well. Can... Quick shout out oh, for McGrath. Okay. Probably get – no, no, no. Probably get uh, for draft leagues, probably get a DPP swing. So I'll be watching that one as well. Um, probably goes around the 100 mark. If that's we will see, but one to keep an eye on anyway.